Hello, and welcome to Little Philosophers, where Plato meets Plato. This is Josh, and I'll be your host. This is the fifth episode of our Aesop series. All right, Little Philosophers, now it's time for some stories and philosophy. The Frog and the Mouse A young mouse in search of adventure was running along the bank of a pond where the frog lived. When the frog saw the mouse, he swam to the bank and croaked. Won't you pay me a visit? I can promise you a good time if you do. The mouse did not need much coaxing, for he was very anxious to see the world and everything in it. But though he could swim a little, he did not dare risk going into the pond without some help. The frog had a plan. He tied the mouse's leg to his own with a tough reed. Then into the pond he jumped, dragging his foolish companion with him. The mouse soon had enough of it and wanted to return to shore, but the treacherous frog had other plans. He pulled the mouse down under the water and drowned him. But before he could untie the reed that bound him to the dead mouse, a hawk came sailing over the pond. Seeing the body of the mouse floating in the water, the hawk swooped down and seized the mouse and carried it off with the frog dangling from its leg. Thus at one swoop, he caught both meat and fish for his dinner. Should we trust and follow people without knowing anything about them? Did the frog get what he deserved? The Wolf in Sheep's Clothing A certain wolf could not get enough to eat because of the watchfulness of the shepherds. But one night he found a sheepskin that had been cast aside and forgotten. The wolf strolled into the pasture with the sheep. Soon a little lamb was following him about and was quickly led away to slaughter. That evening the wolf entered the fold with a flock. It happened that some shepherd took a fancy for some mutton broth, and that very evening, picking up a knife, went to the fold. There the first he laid his hands on and killed was the wolf. What are some things that look like they won't hurt us, but we know they could? How do we know that they could hurt us? The Eagle and the Beetle A beetle once begged the eagle to spare a hare, which had run to her for protection. But the eagle pounced upon her prey, and the sweep of her great wings tumbled the beetle a dozen feet away. Furious at the disrespect shown to her, the beetle flew to the eagle's nest and rolled out the eggs. Not one did she spare. The eagle's grief and anger knew no bounds. But who had done the cruel deed, she did not know. The next year the eagle built her nest far upon a mountain crag, but the beetle found it and again destroyed the eggs. In despair, the eagle now implored great Jupiter to place her eggs in his lap. There, none would dare harm them. But the beetle buzzed about Jupiter's head and made him rise to drive her away and the eggs rolled from his lap. Now the beetle told the reason for her action, and Jupiter had to acknowledge the justice of her cause. And they say that ever after, while the eagle's eggs lay in the nest in the spring, the beetle still sleeps in the ground, for so Jupiter commanded. Does the size or age of someone make any difference whether we should listen to them? The beetle feels disrespected. What does it mean to respect someone? 
The Mother and the Wolf Early one morning, a hungry wolf was prowling around a cottage at the edge of a village when he heard a child crying in the house. Then he heard the mother's voice say, Hush, child, hush. Stop your crying, or I will give you to the wolf. Surprised but delighted at the prospect of so delicious a meal, the wolf settled down under an open window, expecting every moment to have the child handed out to him. But though the little one continued to fret, the wolf waited in vain all day. Then toward nightfall, he heard the mother's voice again as she sat down at the window to sing and rock her baby to sleep. There, child, there. The wolf shall not get you. No, no. Daddy is watching and Daddy will kill him if he should come near. Just then the father came in sight of the home, and the wolf was barely able to save himself from the dogs by a clever bit of running. How do we know when someone is being literal or exaggerating? What does it mean when someone says, too good to be true? The Hare and the Tortoise A hare was making fun of the tortoise one day for being slow. Do you ever get anywhere, he asked, in a mocking laugh? Yes, replied the tortoise. I get there sooner than you think. I'll run you a race and prove it. The hare was much amused at the idea of running a race with the tortoise, but for fun of the thing, he agreed. So the fox who had consented to act as judge marked the distance and started the runners off. The hare was soon far out of sight, and to make the tortoise feel very deeply how ridiculous it was for him to try to race with a hare, he lay down beside the course to take a nap until the tortoise could catch up. The tortoise, meanwhile, kept going slowly but steadily, and after a time passed the place where the hare was sleeping. But the hare slept on peacefully, and when at last he did wake up, the tortoise was near the goal. The hare now ran his swiftest, but he could not overtake the tortoise in time. Should we only do things if we think we can win? I wonder if going as fast as you can is always a good thing. Can you think of situations where going slow and steady is better? This episode, I'd like to take a minute to talk about the frog and the mouse. In this story, the mouse lets the frog literally tie him to the frog. Sometimes in life, we get tied to friends, and we tag along or get put in bad situations because of the people that we are with. We should be picky when it comes to the people we choose to hang out with. Popularity can seem like a great thing, but you don't want to sacrifice your morals or your reputation for it. Be careful to tie yourself to good people. People who think before they act and have your and their best interest in mind. Someone who questions things and has good reasons for their beliefs and actions. Someone who makes you a better person. Like another little philosopher because that's what little philosophers do. We do our best to make ourselves and others better. As always, thanks for listening, thinking, and wondering. I would really love to hear from you on social media or through email. Get your parents to help write me. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter or my Facebook group by searching Lil Philosophers. That's L-I-L apostrophe, Philosophers. 
My email address is lil.philosoph at gmail.com. All the info is in the description. Thanks for listening. I can't wait to hear from you. This has been Lil Philosophers, where Plato meets Plato.